Warning, the following episode contains descriptions of violence, paranormal, and death. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello everyone and welcome back, welcome back. Once again, my name is Christina Plore. This is a CMP podcast. This is, if this is your first time, here we go. Already tongue twisting. Get it together. How are you guys doing? It's a Friday, right before the weekend. You know, I mean, lately my weekends just consist of just hanging out with the pandemic and everything. Catch up on movies, you know, stuff like that. But now that I have the podcast, it's given me something like to focus my energy on. And I mean, I'm so grateful for it. Um, I love it. Every episode I record, I get, I fall more and more in love with it. And I really do feel like this is what I was supposed to do. And I should have, it's one of those feelings like I should have done it sooner, you know? Just when you find that one thing and it's like, wow, like I love doing this. Like this is what I want to do. This is what I want to focus all my energy on. And I think it took me a while to get there. It took a lot of like self-reflection and a lot of just thinking about what I wanted to do. I mean, I graduate in December and it was really just thinking about what do I want to do with my life? Like in like 10 years, what do I want to say my job is? And I've always loved podcasts. I've always listened to podcasts. I've always wanted to do podcasts and I wanted to do YouTube too in the beginning, but I realized like I don't really like sitting in front of a camera. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I feel more comfortable just talking into a microphone. I mean, maybe one day I'll feel fine sitting in front of a camera. I mean, I guess that come just comes with time. But, I mean, right now I don't. Right now I'm like, because I just feel like I'm so awkward. Maybe. I don't know. Do, do I sound awkward in my voice? Please let me know. I would love to know. Um, but, yeah. So, this is the second paranormal episode we're going to do. I haven't come up with a name for these yet. If you guys have any suggestions, please let me know. But I'm just calling them, like, paranormal episodes. Um, if this is your first time listening, welcome. This is, these episodes are, I just go onto Reddit and I don't know if you guys have ever been on Reddit, but there's a lot of like, do they call them forums? I don't know exactly what they call them. Um, but it's just like pages where people put like, write their like paranormal experiences, ghost experiences, things that have happened to them when they were a kid, now, advice on stuff. And I just like read ones like that because I've always been super interested in it. I personally believe in the paranormal. Um, I know some people don't, but I just feel like if there's that many stories about it like there's no way it's fake you know and I've had my own experiences as my mother has growing up and just like living in the house um I mean maybe I'll go into detail of those one day like maybe I'll have her on and we'll talk about it but it's just it's just stuff that made me think like there's definitely something here that like I can't see you know I don't know that's just how I feel so anyways, let's get right into it. Um, before we get started, I would really appreciate it if you guys would share this with your friends, um, comment, 
on my Instagram, share my Instagram, share my Twitter, email me with any suggestions, do whatever you can just to pass this along. I really appreciate your support and I will keep going. I upload every Mondays and Fridays. Um, so yeah, so let's get into it. So the first one is called my experience with a Dibbuk box. I think I'm pronouncing that right. D-Y-B-B-U-K. Dibbuk? Dibbuk box. Um, and for those who don't know, um, a Dibbuk box is a, this is off Wikipedia, is a wine book blind box which is said to be haunted by a dibuk. A dibuk is a restless, usually malicious or violent spirit believed to be able to haunt and even possess the living thing. Um, the box gained notoriety when it was auctioned on eBay with an accompanying horror story written by Kevin Manis and is the original inspiration for the 2012 film The Possession. Um... So yeah, there's a whole story. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe like next episode we can just go, we can talk about the story of the Dibbuk box. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, if you guys have ever seen the movie The Possession, it is a really good movie. I like stories that are like based off true stories because it kind of like brings it to life in a way. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I love like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, um, just jason like movies like old movies like that um those i could binge watch them i could easily sit down and binge watch those like to me they're amazing but those are like i don't know they're not like real like that wouldn't happen you know like how many times has jason and michael myers been killed how many times has freddy krueger been killed and there's no one like pulling people out of their dreams i mean i don't think so if there is please let me know if there's a story of a guy pulling children in like killing people in their dreams like please let me know. Would love to know about that. But yeah, but, um, the movies that are, like, based on true stories, like, any of the, like, the Ed and Lorraine Warren movies, um, like, The Conjuring, those I love. Um, but yeah, so let's read this. So it's my experience with the Dibbuk box. So about a month ago, I went, to, oh, and this is from r slash paranormal encounters posted by you slash the dream reporter. Um, so about a month ago, I went to Las Vegas to visit my cousin and her husband who lived there and to meet my mom and stepdad who agreed to meet up there as well. My cousin's husband builds animatronics for Zoltar, a gypsy fortune telling she, oh my God, I remember them. I've seen those. Does everyone, does everyone remember Zoltar? I remember seeing a couple of those like when I was growing up. Um, my mom is very into the supernatural slash paranormal. So I'm me too. Um, so my cousin's husband offers us VIP tickets to the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas. He's good friends with people there and built a special fortune-telling machine for Zach Bagans, who owns the Haunted Museum and is a star of the show Ghost Adventures. Hold on. Hold on. That is sick. I love the show Ghost Adventures. I don't know if you guys have ever um, watched the show. I think it's a really, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, it's fake. Like, and like, I saw a funny meme the other day on Twitter and it was like, um, the show Ghost Adventures is just three guys who just yell at a ghost. And then when they get touched, they start like screaming or like something like that. Like it was super funny. Like, but I mean, I love the show Ghost Adventures. And if you want to see a crazy, crazy one, crazy one, little backstory on the Dibbuk box Post Malone went on Ghost Adventures and he, because he loves the show, 
and he touched a Dybbuk box and within like a month of being on the show he was almost in a serious plane um crash and I think a car crash too like he was in a car crash and lived and then the tire of his plane like fell off like it was super um it was said that he got like like he brought like a priest and everything because he was like super freaked out because it was within a month of him touching this box like sketchy sketch (laughs) anyways naturally my mom and my cousin take him up on his offer and I tag along as well the museum was really cool very interesting stuff they've accumulated in my experiences I've never had many things happen I couldn't explain logically I'm not super into the spiritual slash paranormal stuff not religious at all while walking through the museum I was more in awe and just interested at the history and things they did I never felt anything bad there or picked up any creepy vibes. In one room, they had a Dybbuk box, which had a glass case over it and resting on a three-foot stand. The guy gave us a backstory on it and told us he was leaving the room and we were free to look around for a few minutes. Looking at the box, admiring the woodwork and the beautiful oak stand it was on, I touched the stand a few times, not thinking much of it. Left the room, went on with the tour and my day. Okay, so more backstory. You are not supposed to touch, like the belief surrounding a dibbuk box is that if you touch it like you can't even touch it the minute you even just like one finger and it could cause like the dibbuk to latch on to you um so i mean i haven't read the like all the all these stories that i pick from reddit i literally pick off the title like that's i don't read them like when i'm reading them to you guys it is my genuine reaction to them because i'm not reading them um, so yeah, so I'm, I mean, I feel like that's a little bit of foreshadowing when she was like not thinking much of touching it, like, oh, she touched it, some shit's about to happen, you know? Um, later that night around 2 a.m., I received a text message from my girlfriend, an SOS with the GPS location and a 10 second voice clip. Hmm, sounds like she's outside. I checked the GPS, it was at her dad's house where she was visiting in California. So I called her about 15 times and messaged her and got no reply. About 20 minutes later, I received another SOS and GPS location with a message. I need help, but this one is in a group chat with her mom and her dad. At this point, I'm freaking the fuck out, assuming the worst. I call her dad a few times, no answer. I call her mom and she answers. I ask about the message to see if she knows what's going on. She said she'll call me back. I get a message from my girlfriend's mom saying the cops are going to my girlfriend's dad's house. Cops are now treating this situation like a burglary slash kidnapping. They get there, kick in the door, and everyone is sleeping. My girlfriend calls me crying. Cops are going through the house with shotguns and rifles. I tell her about the messages she sent, and she tells me she'd been sleeping in her phone charging on the nightstand all night. I lived out my worst fear, my girlfriend of 13 years being kidnapped. For the next week, I have nightmares of my girlfriend being buried up to her neck and people throwing stones at her face, my dad dying, and people keeping me from helping other people. Another week goes by, and I get let go from my job of two years with no explanation. A couple days after, I get a call my friend is planning her suicide and wants me to come get some art she plans to leave me. Again, I'm not a spiritual person. I'm very skeptical, logical, and not quick to chalk things I can't explain up to the paranormal, but I'm starting to think maybe that Dibbuk box has something to do with this. Holy guacamole is what I'm going to say. I personally think it is way too much of a coincidence that all of the... First of all, ignoring what... Let's erase the stuff that happened with his girlfriend. Let's Let's start from the bottom up. 
which let's start with his friend who's planning her suicide opinion one media call someone let them know like she's your friend i mean i assume he did that i don't know um yeah definitely don't let her go through with that but what like if it's out of no i don't know because she didn't say if it was like out of nowhere so i mean if it's out of nowhere super like did a box by me if she struggled with mental health like this might just be something she's going through we don't know um the nightmares terrifying losing your job no explanation hmm and then now to the girlfriend with what happened if she didn't text you like i want to know where the text messages on her phone too or were they just on yours like that's terrifying because how would how would her phone just like text you saying that with like a 10 second voicemail like there was definitely someone or something touching her phone and i mean and the fact that it happened very recently to you touching a dibbook box i personally think it has something to do with that i don't know what do you guys think that's all i'm gonna say oh and also if like if I want to hear what your guys' opinions are on these stories, so please, like, email me. My email's christinaplord6 at gmail.com. I am going to make a specific email just for the podcast. Um, I'm just getting through some things. and Or just comment on Instagram or DM me on Twitter or Instagram because I want to know what your opinion is on this stuff because I love hearing people's opinions. I love talking about this stuff. Um, Okay, so the next one. It's from r slash paranormal posted by you slash Emmy Alley Des 20. It says, oh, I know you through your brother. (laughs) Said this happened when I was 17. I'm now 41 and the rest of the story happened tonight only a few hours ago. I used to practice lucid dreaming and astral projection starting around this age. And honestly, I got really good on it. Um, I will say we're going to already pause right there i've always wanted to experience lucid dreaming and astral projection um i don't know why i've just never been able to do it if someone has any suggestions on how i can do that like please let me know because i've heard it's like like when done right it can be so good for you and it's like i mean i wouldn't say fun but like it's enjoyable so i really i really want to try that so if anyone has any suggestions on how i or like something i could listen to that would help me get better at it let me know. Um, all right, back to it. One night I was going into deep meditation and slipped into a lucid dream. I woke up in a field that was completely dead and the sky was orange. There were hundreds of people walking with their heads down, all going in the same direction. Every single person was sad, depressed, and just flat out ignored me. I wasn't sad though. I think I was the happiest person there. As I'm walking along, I see this old fence, like a post fence on a farm, I guess, and it went as far as I could see both left and right. The only way through was to go over, but there was this unusually tall man there leaning against the fence, staring in in the people walking toward it. I walk up and just start talking with him. He was extremely ugly with mangled teeth that were really sharp, and he had black eyes, shoulder-length black hair, and very oily skin. As I'm talking with him, he seems extremely annoyed, like, what are you even doing here kind of look. After a few minutes of trying to interact with him, he turns to me and says, Oh, I know you through your brother. He takes his pointer and middle finger and touches me on my left side, right below my ribcage, and I can't describe the feeling except it hurt and tickled at the same time, and I was basically zapped into blackness. I awoke in another dream, but that didn't have any significance to what happened last night. 
My brother has been staying with me until he can get into his new place, and we were talking last night about all sorts of weird things we've been through just in these past months. I mean, seriously weird. He explained that last night he had a vision one night. A demon came to him in his sleep and entered into his left side. He said it was so vivid that he woke up hitting, literally punching his left side below his ribcage because he could actually still feel it when he awoke. His description of the demon was very similar to what I had seen years ago. Last night was the first night I had ever told him about my dream. We were both freaked out. I don't know if this would be considered paranormal. Anybody ever have anything similar happen? Edit. I started this post last night and finished this morning. My brother is two and a half years older than me. See, it's stuff like that. Like, I, when I hear that where it's like two people have the same description of something, never talked about it before, and then they talk about it and it's literally right on par to what they both experience. Like, how can you argue that that wasn't real? How? How can you explain that? You can't. Like, there was clearly, I mean, who knows what this demon was. I don't know what the significance is of touching their side. Maybe he's trying to get into them. Like, I don't, I don't know. But I definitely think there's something there. So that means maybe, may, so I'm going to put a little guess. Maybe he, like his brother, because he said his brother's two and a half years older than him, right? So maybe when his brother was a kid, he had experiences with him, but his brother doesn't remember it as a kid. Because you know how you can like block things out? It's like, I don't remember everything that happened when I was a kid. And so that's how the demon knows of the younger brother. And that's why he said, oh, I know you through your brother. Because he had been dealing with his brother before. And then the other one was born and he was like, oh, let me see if I can talk to him, you know? But then also, I don't know if his brother, maybe also be, his brother doesn't remember because he didn't practice lucid dreaming. Like, so maybe that's why, because the guy said he does practice lucid dreaming and with lucid dreaming, you can come into contact with people. Like I read a story a couple weeks ago where it was this girl and she had a lucid dream and she saw this guy in her dream that she had never seen before and they she was like what are you doing here this is my dream and the guy was like no this is my dream like who are you and like they didn't know each other and then like three weeks later she saw this guy in public and they both like looked at each other and she said they both had like the like they both recognized each other and then she was like I immediately got goosebumps like how do you explain that how you can't I don't think so maybe you can I don't know that's all I'm saying. All right. Next, this is from r slash telepathic posted by you slash one shaman. All right. Becoming a real telepath. So it says, hi, I'm a Norwegian 23 year old telepathic controlled man. My father and my grandmother have controlled me since birth. Being a telepath means that you can control other people several at the time. When controlled, you do not think or feel yourself. Everything that happens in your head and all the feelings in your body is all them. This is the truth about making a real-life telepath. This is no joke. Pardon my grammar. Two years ago, I lived in a closed hotel where they rented out all the rooms as apartments. I remember sitting in the bathroom smoking hash when suddenly Mozart started playing outside my head. This was one of my first meetings with telepathy it's very hard for me to describe this and it's not even me who is writing this it's them with my body oh i just got goosebumps 
Um, after about two months since the first meeting, I lived in a reality where almost everyone in that hotel were telepathic. My two closest neighbors had the name Priest, and the other one was named Temer. Temer was a hitman with a gun. I could sometimes hear him coming out of his room, going out in the hallway, cocking the gun back, and walking down the stairs to complete a hit. What? Temer and Priest told me that they had been with me since birth and that they were protecting me from any real dangers. Oh, so like, can other people see these people or like, is it only you? One day they told there was a full-on massacre in my town and that people were out to get me. I could hear them going in and out of their rooms to kill the ones that came inside of the hotel. So I think these are only people that he can see. Like, I don't think they're real people. Maybe. I don't know. Um, the day after, like, I don't mean real people. Let me, not real people, but like physical people. You know what I mean? Like, like they're, like you can touch them. Like they're real, like how I can like touch myself. Like, but like only he can see them, you know? I mean, like they could be real people. I don't know. Um, the day after I had not slept or eaten for days, I weighed 62 kilograms, which is over 20 kilograms below what my weight is now. I was totally destroyed by everything, and now Priest and Tremor were out to kill me. My grandmother called me and asked how I was doing. I replied that I wanted to leave town right now to a more safe location. She said that she was coming to pick me up. I opened the door for her when she arrived. She sat down in the chair in front of my desk, and I sat down in my chair behind the desk. I had a wine bottle standing on my desk, which I was looking at. I could see my grandmother pointing at it with one of her fingers, and it started to burn like a candle. She has, like, magic powers. Like, what? She asked if I wanted to go to her house, and I thought it would be safer there, so I said okay. I was in extreme paranoia while we were driving to her house. I thought I got shot and killed, then sent into a different reality every 10 seconds. We got to her house, but Temer and Priest were already there. To make a long story short, me and my grandmother got killed hundreds of times with different weapons and switching realities. Without going into much detail, the last two years have been fucking awful. A part of becoming a telepath, at least in my family, is going through psychiatry for about a year and you have to try to knock yourself unconscious, which is about nearly beating yourself to brain damage with your fist to your face. It was so fucking bad, but now it's done. Becoming a telepath is no fucking joke. They have destroyed my life and are humiliating me every single day in front of other people, but I can see a light at the end of the tunnel and it's that I have less than a year left. It's going to be so insanely awesome. Feel free to ask questions. If there are other telepaths out there, then I would love to hear your story. What the shit? Now this is unlike anything I've ever read. Um. What? Like, these like he's getting killed over and over again and then this is like that movie happy death day where that girl keeps getting killed and then coming back to life and then killed and coming back to life and like isn't like she relives the same day over and over again that's terrifying yeah i would want to get out of there too but like and you have to beat yourself can someone is there someone who's listening who's a telepath like can someone speak on this you have to beat yourself with your own fist like there's no other way to get it to stop there's no other way i have questions i've never read a story like this before that's crazy that's absolutely crazy and there's no there's no like comments underneath of any telepaths like 
I want another, I want someone else to be like, hey, yeah, like, this is real, or this is what you should do instead, but there's nothing. Huh. <sighs> this freaking bug is in the basement, and it keeps landing on everything. Sorry, ignore that. Anyways, on to the next. Let's see, because I have, we're going to do like seven and seven, so... Next one, hospital dog ghost. This is in r slash paranormal encounters posted by you slash x put in pop x. Oh, I like that name. That's cute. All right. So it says, so I'm currently inpatient in a hospital. My first night I was in heavy pain and had been given lots of painkillers on top of an empty stomach and no sleep. So when I kept thinking I was seeing a furry shape running around, I chalked it up to a fevered morphine or dilui diluided d-i-l-u-a-d-i-d dream i've never heard of that i assume it means like a fever dream or something you know the next night i thought i call a few glances again was still in pain with a fever so didn't read into it still the second night my husband comes in and is spending time with me he kind of double glances over by the chair says he thought he saw a dog i hadn't told him anything about what i saw and he saw it the same place it's the third day I thought I saw it by the door. Then just now I swore I heard a bark. I wonder how this hospital gained a ghost therapy dog. Oh, see, this is like a kind of a cute. I mean, it's super sad because I don't like the thought of dogs dying. <laughs> that breaks my heart. I love dogs so much. But, um, I, I mean, yeah, it could be like one of the therapy dogs they used to use. Or it could be someone's dog and like they died in the hospital and their dog died. But the like, because you know how some hospitals, they'll let you, like, if the person's about to die, they'll let the family, like, bring the dog in so they can say goodbye. Maybe, like, the dog knew that his owner was there, so it's, like, trying to find his owner. I don't know, but that's super sad. But, I mean, at least the dog's nice. Like, it's just, like, running around. I mean, yeah, it's just, like, watching over everyone. That's super sweet, but also super sad. Ugh. It's those. Mm. All right. R, this one's from r slash paranormal posted by you slash x kaylee x two two l's and two e's x alone in an old storage locker facility right now oh that's good oh my all right this is currently happening and i'm terrified and i don't know what to do i'm stuck here for another six hours since i don't drive and i got dropped off before my fiance went to work recently i started thinking about and looking up how to have a paranormal experience since i've never had one I wanted some affirmation, so maybe I brought this on to myself, but I don't want it to stop so bad now, and I regret ever wanting it. All right, let's pause right there. I'm a firm believer, and I would like some feedback on this as well. I do not think you should go looking for a paranormal experience because you don't know what you're going to find. And when it comes to the paranormal world, you can open up something. Like, we haven't even gone into the rest of this story but god forbid you find something violent or dead because there have been stories of people dying from paranormal experiences like you don't know what you're going to find and if they're going to happen they're just going to happen like you i don't think you should go looking for them i think that's like just like how you i don't think you should play with a ouija board like it opens up portals where 
you don't know what could come through. Like, and there's also been stories of demons or ghosts just being very manipulative. And at first they seem nice because they want you to trust them and they want you to like open up the portal, like so that they can hurt you or hurt the people around you. You know, that's all I'm going to say. Next, um, I'm not normally a creeped out person. My fiance gets creeped out a lot, but I never do. I get more curious than creeped out. But right now I feel like throwing up. This storage locker place I started renting from two weeks ago is a self-serve facility inside a large old industrial building just outside the city. There's no employees, security comes and does a run every six hours, and there are only security cameras. I have a key fob for 24-7 access, so I've been here for a couple hours already organizing stuff and posting stuff for sale. There's only one door to get in or out, and it's in the front directly next to the big garage door that lets cars or trucks in. I know I'm here alone because there are no lights on and both doors make a loud beep to let you know someone is entering or leaving since there's only one door for in and out. The beep has not happened since I've been here and the doors haven't opened. They're very loud. I was alone when I got here. I know this for a fact because the lights are automatic and only turn on when you're in that section and then only the individual light in your row of lockers turns on. About 20 minutes ago, I started hearing a weird muffled moaning or grunting noise. At first, I thought it was people having sex, but the longer it went on, it sounded more like a hurt animal. Then it stopped abruptly and I heard a plop noise like something fell in water and nothing but silence for two minutes. Then I started hearing footsteps and random banging or dragging noises around different places. Then complete silence for a minute or two and footsteps again within the next two rows of me. I know for a fact that nobody came in since I have anxiety and I'm hypersensitive to people being around me and don't want anyone trying to talk to me or anything. <laughs> me. I wasn't weirded out at first. Maybe someone had been here longer than me and they were sleeping or something. I knew I was here alone, but maybe no. After hearing the footsteps, I walked around and nobody is here except for me. No cars in here at all. You need a car to get to the facility or get dropped off. And the lights were turning on as I was walking. No other lights were on. The footsteps and noises sound really close, like two rows over. At this point, I'm freaked out. So I go sit in my storage locker and not move at all to see if all the lights in my lane turn off so I know if I hear footsteps that nobody is here for an absolute irrefutable fact because all the lights would be off. All the lights turned off. Now in my storage locker with the door closed, I'm having an awful visceral feeling and I keep getting full body goosebumps and chills. I don't know what to do. I'm stuck here for another six hours. I want to cry. I'm trying to think of logical reasons but there are no logical reasons why I hear random noises and footsteps and then silence for a few and all the lights are off. Oh my goodness. I'd, I, I would be freaking out. Like, especially because of the motion sensor lights, like, you know, like, my boyfriend's mom has a storage unit we've brought, and it's the same way, like, the lights stay off unless you're, unless it, it's like motion sensors, like, unless it senses something moving through the room. So the fact you're hearing footsteps and all the lights are off and they're that, like, you're hearing them that close. Because in storage facilities, there's a loud, but that's the awesome thing. Storage facilities, there's a loud, loud echo. So I feel like if, like, someone could be, like, farther away from you, but they'll sound close because of the echo in the building because they're, like, metal doors, you know? I don't know, but I would be, oh. And the fact you keep getting, like, full-body chills, like, I mean, I would do the same thing like she did. Like, she locked herself in there. I would, too, until, like, 
I knew I left. But why can't she? I want to know why can't she call her fiance to pick her up? Like, why is she stuck there for another six hours? How far away is this storage place? I mean, unless he's working. Maybe you could call someone else. Like, I don't know. That's terrifying, though. I would lock myself in there, too. I'd be like, I'm, I'm just staying right here. Because also, serial killers. But that's another thing. This is your first time listening. We get into those as well on this channel. You never know. You never know. Gotta always be on the defense. That's what I always say. Anyways, moving on. All right. So, next one. Oh, oh no. It exited out of mine. Okay, here we go. Um, R slash paranormal posted by you slash madness underscore unraveled. Daughter claims a dead boy is her BFF and I found photos of him. Now what? Oh my. All right. Back in March, my six-year-old daughter began talking about the third grown child in our apartment. She insisted that apart from her, her younger brother, and her baby sister, there was a child older than her who was with us. I chalk it up to a whimsical imagination and sort of smile and listen. This goes on for a couple months. Around this time, she was also talking a lot about my late grandmother who she'd never met but was very dear to me. Claimed grandma was an angel and would talk to her, hang out with her, tell her all kinds of things. Well, one day, we're saying our goodnight prayer, and afterwards she goes off on a tangent about a cake grandma used to bake that wasn't chocolate and had berries on it, and said this cake was very special. Indeed, my grandma made a cranberry cheesecake every year during the holidays that I loved. I got such an overwhelming feeling during this conversation that after we said goodnight, I closed the door and cried in my bedroom. So I kept wondering if it was possible that some of the things she was saying were true, and one evening I finally broke down and asked my father about four specific things my daughter had said she'd been told, and sure enough, he confirms that all of it was true and provided backstory to, and provided backstory to each thing. She's never met my dad's side of the family, and this is stuff I didn't even know, so I don't know how she could know it. This confirmation made me wonder, if that stuff was true, is there any truth to the other thing she's saying, specifically about this third grown child? She had provided a name, how he died, the location of where he was found, and a few other minor details. One of the things she kept saying was that he would be coming with us to our new house. So I finally decide to Google some of this information and see if anything adds up. And I find it. Not only do I find a kid by that exact name with all the correct details, but I notice something very bizarre. In the initial photos of our new home that we signed on, there were people still living there. And in the room that was going to be my daughter's, there was a set of four red cardinal paintings from a paint night or something. One of the pictures I found of this boy was of him and his dad and his brothers all wearing red cardinal shirts. The four of them. And now we live in our new house and experience activity to varying degrees almost every single day. If it's all true and if there really is this kid spirit hanging out with us what now i need a drink edit trust me i want very much to show the photos i'm having some internal ethical debate about it though also even if i wanted to show photos could anyone tell me how i could do that i'm new to this um yeah i don't know i think when it comes to kids i think kids are very sensitive to the paranormal because they're so young and I also like going back to how like you don't remember a lot as a kid like spirits can talk through them and they could grow up and not remember anything you know like I'm, there's a story to this day my parents tell me of me sleepwalking and just like walking around the house and like showing up next to their bed I don't remember any of that like their story I mean even just little things like about toys I used to play with or things I used to say like you don't remember that. Um, I also think, though, if she's, like, having full-on conversations with them, then she might have 
some sort of telepathic medium abilities and maybe you can like cultivate that i mean my first thing would just figure out if this is like a bad spirit or a good spirit like figure out if it's malicious or not um because at the same time like i've they always talk about like inviting them in and i feel like his daughter inviting it was a way of inviting him in because like she's talking to him she's playing with him she's doing things with him just like it was with your grandmother but i mean stuff like that i wouldn't like once i have kids 100 percent gonna take it seriously like i feel like a lot of people will be like oh whatever it's an imaginary kid like no i would look into that you don't know have you ever seen the babadook like scary that's all i'm gonna say next this is the last one this is r slash paranormal posted by you slash krivitka k-r-i-v-e-t-k-a-a the caption the title is when i was six i ended up cuddling with a ghost my father used to come home late around 12 a.m. from company hangouts or some friends. I would always come into his bedroom and lay next to him when he was asleep. Sometimes we would watch movies together. P.S. My mom worked overseas, so the only people that took care of me was my father and full-time nanny. Long story short, I wake up around the same time as always, 12 to 2 a.m., and head over to my father's bedroom. My nanny was asleep, but she was a light sleeper anyway. I would sleep with her in the living room because I was afraid to sleep alone. I walk in and see a figure that looks like my father under the bed sheets. I lay on the bed and hug it. It breathes up and down and takes my hand and puts it around itself. I wake up the next morning, the bed was made up, and my nanny walks in and says excitedly, you slept alone. Later during the day, my dad comes back. He was apparently at a friend's house blackout drunk. What was hugging me that night? Edit, holy shit, now that I'm older, perhaps it was an intruder. Our neighbor did get robbed that year. That is... That's two different things. So, a ghost, like, if it's a ghost, like, well, at least it's nice. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, let's cuddle. If it's an intruder, you were... Ah! What? And first of all, why is an intruder just laying down? Like, aren't you, like, trying to rob someone? You, you just want to lay down? Like, what? And, oh, my God, if it was an intruder, who knows what could have happened? Like, oh, my goodness. Do that. I want to know if she told her dad or her nanny that this happened. Because I would tell them. I mean, I don't know. She was also sick. So she was probably like, oh, whatever. Weird. But now, like, looking back, she's like, what the fuck happened that night? You know? That's terrifying. Because it's like, what, what was I touching? Who was that? Oh, I'm getting, like, I just got, like, goosebumps. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so that is it for Paranormal Episode Dose. Um, yeah, let me know what you guys think about these stories. That, see, this is what I'm talking about. Like, that was seven stories back to back to back. And they have whole forums of people's experiences. Like, there is no way that this stuff is fake. There is no way. There is millions and millions and millions of stories posted every day about stuff like this. I, ju I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys believe in all of the paranormal or are there some things you don't like some people believe in ghosts, but they don't believe in like demons, you know, like 
what do you believe in? Do you believe in all of it? Do you believe in some? Do you believe in mediums and telepathy and stuff? Or you're like, mm, no, like, that's too far-fetched. I don't know. I want to know everyone's opinion. This stuff interests me. I love just exploring, like, I don't know. I just feel like humans, we have a lot of abilities in a way. Like, there's things that we've never even tapped into. Like, who knows? Ugh. So, ah! Still gives, it gives me goosebumps every time I read it. Every episode I read this stuff, I get goosebumps. Every time. Like clockwork. Um, Alright guys, so yeah, that is it for this episode. Let me know if there's any of your own paranormal stories that you would like to talk about. Um, I'd be more than happy to read them out loud and hear about them and yeah so let me know what you think i'll talk to you guys later i hope you guys have a beautiful weekend um get out there do the damn thing live your best life and yeah so i'll talk to you guys later love you guys bye